Alright, it is, um, let's see, oh, we gotta, we almost forgot, dude, it was feeling so good in here, it's like, do we really want to do this, turn the AC off, but you gotta do it. Gotta do it. You don't understand if you don't live in Texas, like, you know, for most of the country, the winter time is when it gets crazy, and you know, when they can't hold the power on in Texas and it gets real cold in the winter, we can have some bad days, for sure, maybe a week or two. But the really harsh part of our year, we're sitting in it right now. Yeah. It's July 5th, you know, the day after the 4th of July, you know, we'll say it, might get canceled for it, we'll say it, happy 4th. <laughs> happy Independence Day. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, what it is, it is 7-5, so, uh, what did you do? Yeah, go ahead and just, just rail off. Oh, yeah, no, I, uh, I had a good weekend, you know, I, uh, celebrated my own independence my wife and kids were were with my mother-in-law in houston visiting some family there uh and so uh so yeah you know i was celebrating my own independence you know <laughs> like, yeah, yeah but uh, freedom yeah dressed up like Braveheart. <laughs> you know no but excuse me if my, i do sound different tonight my voice is recovering yesterday i or actually two days ago started getting real itch in my throat and and uh, it's not even really an itch in my throat. It's just a my laryngitis. Yeah, my voice yeah. is gone. You know, yesterday was real bad. Today I'm like seventy five percent. So you know, try and uh, try and get through this episode without cracking my voice. But no, but promises. you did stop smoking cigarettes, right? I like did you, stop you, smoking cigarettes. Yeah, you know? I'm, I'm uh, it's a hard like a weekend. Hard. I'm like a weekend now. Yeah, my dad smoked cigarettes for a long time. You know, and always like dipped and smoked cigarettes. Like look, you know, really was you know it's just part of his life and. You know, he thought about quitting a few times, and one day, man, he was just like, "I, I, I quit smoking," and and everyone was kind of like, "Okay," you know, he did, and like, for real, man, he just, yeah, just like quit. that time he really quit, and he never went back. You know what I mean? He 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 really did. But I remember watching how hard it was for him. Like it, it was a battle for a long time for him to to quit smoking cigarettes. You know, right? But I like I said, man, I mean, you know. We all have our things in this world, you know, get us through and, uh, you know, everything's got its downfalls, man. Some things more than others, really, you know, and they and, and uh, definitely got to be careful, but at the same time, you know, it is what it is, but yeah, that's, that's yeah. good. And do you feel like, like, obviously day five, I mean, do you feel any different or does it, yeah, does it you know, not? I feel, I feel a little better, I guess, I, you know, I feel, feel better about myself anyway, you know, yeah. going to, going a week, you know, I've, uh. I've attempted to quit cigarettes many times, you know. I, I, uh, I'm, I'm so good at quitting cigarettes, you know. I've done it like, I've done it dozens of times, you know. But, uh, Starting to become what they call like, a yeah. specialist. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but no, this time I'm because I did, I did quit for like six years at one time, you know. And then actually, with 2020, with with like coronavirus, we were all sitting around all the time. It, yeah, it was like out. an excuse to like, not have to be wearing a mask out yeah. in public. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? <laughs> but, uh, but I started back up and man, so that's been like two years now, you know, and so just trying to quit again. Plus we got that mountain hike coming up, you know. Yeah, that well, was that, really my, that's for sure. That was really my inspiration for quitting because yeah. I'm going to be honest, man, you know, I, I think I've told you this before, like, you know, I enjoy a cigarette. You know, I, I know a lot of people who just, they're like, oh, I, I just can't, can't stand the taste of cigarettes, but, you know, I just need the nicotine or something like that. You know, I know, like, nicotine patches help some people, you know, quit smoking. Uh, but for me, like, 
I don't know. Sometimes I feel like it wasn't even the nicotine. You know, it was just like yeah, the actual. Cig- I just, just like the act of cig- smoking yeah. and like and just you know I, I like the. I enjoy a cigarette, especially yeah. with like some coffee. Yeah, you know, some people, like some people nice like a beer. cigar, right? You know? Yeah, the same thing. You know, you know? but uh, but no, you know, I know that they're they're terrible for you. You know, sure. so, like, so you know. Well, one thing I do, I do like to really keep in mind for everybody, and they're like, "Man, you know, what's in those cigarettes, or what's in that weed you smoke, or what's in?" It's like, hey guys, what's in the air we all breathe? Yeah, you know what I mean? Really? Like, I mean, we're sitting here just living in a toxic. <laughs> Yep. You know, it, it, there's a lot of toxic. Yeah, exactly. What's in, that food you eat What's you in the, all the drinks that we drink? Yeah. I mean, you know, they, they, that's a ra- that's a rabbit hole in itself. And and we could all sit here and criticize each other, but I think the best thing to do is just be like, you know, you know, whatever you want to do, you know, whatever makes you feel better. You know, that's that that you know, as long as you're not affecting other people, of course. But that is, I think that's a good way to look at life. It's like nobody gets out alive, so we're just yeah. we're just doing it. You know, for real. But yeah, so uh, let's see what else, man. I guess I went and saw some fireworks there in San Antonio last night, and uh, that was intense. You know, we actually yeah. saw like 25 minutes of some of the best fireworks I've ever seen in my life. I'm really not a firework fan, but again, I think the older I get, I just kind of open my mind to things and like, you know, let's 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 see, you know, let's just do yeah. this, you know. And it was cool. It was right. nice. And so we got like 25 minutes of the best fireworks I've ever seen followed. By about an hour and a half of the harshest traffic. Oh, dude! I've ever set in. Yeah, it was ridiculous, dude. I was like, man, did we not have an exit strategy or what? Dude, we were all yeah. just chilling right now, you know. Uh, the yeah. wife and kids did get back yesterday in time for us to go see the fireworks show at Kerrville, and uh, same thing, man. Well, I, we even tried to park, you know, a little further away than we usually do to try and to try and get away from some of that traffic and. Honestly, when we got the parking spot, I thought that, man, this might just work. You know, we might just get away with this. And then when we started walking back, I was like, no. I mean, that whole city was just completely congested. Yeah, I think yesterday they broke some records yesterday, man, with attendance and stuff. I really do. I think from all accounts, they they had a real (sighs) blowout there. Plus around here, a lot of counties, uh, including Kerr County, uh, had total firework bans. For private use, you know, no fireworks whatsoever. So I think that made a lot more people come out to that fireworks show. You're exactly right. And they haven't been out for a couple of years. You know, people have still, that's still, there is a little bit aware from that. It's another little factor. And another thing is around here, people definitely love some Robert Earl Keane. Oh, yeah. And it's his last year playing, man. It's going to be his last year playing there and doing that. And oh, people, so that's Yeah, why. no, it's his I retirement. This why, is his retirement man. tour, man. Robert Earl Keane, if you're into that type of music, man, and you don't know, yeah. this is Robert Earl Keane's final retirement tour. And I say this, and I'm not saying that he's going to do this, but I, I, a lot of people do this, you know, where... They get the itch a few years down the line to come back and do some more shows. So I think right. you see him doing some more shows here and there. But I think the touring, like the actual yeah. full-on touring is what he's really stopping. And uh, so this is your last chance to really go see that type of a, a thing with him. And his last show will be at Floor's Country Store really? in Holotus and on Labor Day weekend. And there will be like three shows, like the whole weekend. Oh, wow. So man. it's going to be... We might have to try and go. Oh, no, man. Yeah, I think we yeah. should. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if we could even get tickets, it's probably yeah, sold out. Yeah, it's probably out. already sold out. Sure. I, I do have a friend of a friend. 
though, okay? Who right. might have right. some tickets all right. to that. So we'll yeah. just keep that in mind, for real, okay? Yeah, all right. Seriously. Might not have said that on the air, bro. No, yeah, no, no, yeah. No, no, no. Shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the phone rings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, okay, so let's see what I want. So on our last episode that we just that I just uploaded today, so it's the one that, that you're seeing last week you know what fuck hold on i'm gonna stop this now now so the day that we're actually recording this seven five is the day i uploaded last week's and on that one we were t- we talked a little bit more about states rights and you know federalism anti-federalism uh, as to do with the second amendment right and um you know dude i want to emphasize this one more time and i've said this a lot of times you know I really don't know anything, you know. It, it really, I really don't know anything more than anyone else or anything. I just try to, we just try to, or 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 a norm I really set so hard in my ways that I'm not going to listen to anybody or anything like that, you know. Right. We just kind of get into these conversations to kind of spitball, yeah. You know, and think about you know where they could go, and you never know. But I was think I was thinking personally more about this issue and like how far could you take. That so if you say well the second it, it let just get rid of the second amendment leave it up to the states leave it up to the states and for states who don't want to have guns or so be it and then all of a sudden you could say well, what about the first amendment you know okay leave it up to the states leave it up oh the freedom of press you know leave it up to the states you know and then all of a sudden next thing you know you know you have you don't even have you might as well completely cull. The constitute. What's the even point yeah, of having? The, what's the point of the union? And when I was because one thing we were talking about too earlier is like, should the states have control over the border? And you're like, no. It pretty. It does say something in the constitution, and you even read it earlier, and you can look it up again while will, I'm saying this. And I will quote it. Yeah, and uh, you know about uh, the the federal government. Yeah, article, okay, here we article go. Article four, section four. The United States shall guarantee to every state in this union. A Republican form of government and shall protect each of them against invasion and on application of the legislature against domestic violence. So, I mean, they're, they're, you know, I mean, by that language, they're responsible to protect the states from invasions, you know. So, I mean, what does that mean? You know, invasion is, it has no asterisk next to it, you know, there's no footnote explaining exactly what that means. Could be a military invasion, could be a invasion of a you know a large number of of immigra- uh, illegal immigrants over the border. You know, I mean, what what happens every single day down at the Texas border? You know, do and, you remember uh, a? We're gonna veer off here a little bit because yeah. this just came up in my head, dude. So we're just gonna about right. spitball yeah. here, okay? Yeah, let's do it. Do you remember something called Operation? Sorry, Operation Fast and Furious. No. Okay, let me look Can't up exactly what this is. Okay. Okay, so... Uh, op- it, it was basically, from my understanding, um, that that uh, there was some dealing going on with gun smuggling, basically, to the cartels. Uh, that's how I understand it. Do you remember that at all, hearing about that? <clears throat> when was this? Uh, I believe under the Obama administration. Uh, Operation... Fast. I'm, I'm sorry, sure I, I probably gotta... did hear about it at the time. I, I can't say I can't say I recall it now though. Okay. Oh well, you'll love this. All right. You you will love this actually. The ATF gun walking scandal. Okay. Yeah. 
Gun walking or letting guns walk was a tactic used by Arizona Arizona U.S. Attorney's Office and the Arizona Field Office of the United States Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and Explosive, which ran a series of sting operations between 2006 and 2011, where the ATF purposely allowed licensed firearm dealers to sell weapons to illegal straw buyers, hoping to track the guns to Mexican drug cartel leaders and arrest them. Huh. So, uh, I mean, you know, oh, yeah. you can get into detail about about that and, and what really went on and what they were trying to do and what ended up happening. Maybe it was just like, uh, what do you call it, like, uh, it was incidental right. that that happens. Like, it didn't work out the way the plan wanted it to. You know, it was in good intention, right? But then it doesn't work out, like, any way you want it to, right? Yeah. Or it does. Who knows? You know, really. But, uh so, but when I, but when someone, I had heard something about that, and I remember hearing about that when it happened, but that's been a long time ago. And then I look what's happening now, you know, and, and how, and how it's become, it's become, you know, just a, a very, a very big issue, you know, it's right. like, and I'm, I, we've had this conversation on this before, uh, like people who want to come work in this country, there's a lot of jobs in this country that need to be done that people don't want to do that could be filled and yeah. all for a good policy of legal immigration you know and that's hard i don't know what that means but damn i think most people are but you've got to have some borders right like right i'm not crazy yeah. for fucking thinking this you know what i'm saying yeah, or, you know, <laughs> this is where a lot of uh you know a lot of people in like the in the libertarian sphere kind of lose me you know i, I know there's a lot of open border libertarians out there i'm and i'm i'm <laughs> What's the point of having a country, a nation, you know, at all? You know, and I mean, some of the, I'm sure some of these open border libertarians are probably just full on anarchists, you know, who just don't want government altogether. And, you know, I'm not an anarchist. I was an anarchist for about three days when I was like 15, (laughs) you know, like, I don't know. It's just never been something that I really thought was a very practical, you know, worldview, you know. I mean, I I have many anarchist sympathies, you could say, you know, Mm -hmm. but but when it comes to an actual applicable worldview, you know, I just don't, I just don't see it. But anyway, uh, yes, we need borders. We got to have borders. And if you're going to have a border, then you got to protect it. You know, you got to patrol it. You got to make sure it's not being crossed illegally. You know, uh, and I, I, we've talked about this on the show before, excuse me, you know, I, I truly do believe that, uh, we have, uh, maybe a little too long and expensive of a process for legal immigration into this country, you know, that, uh, if we found some way to speed it up, to expedite it. And make it to where it wasn't so hard, you know, to, to legally immigrate here. And, you know, where you could still vet the people. You know, you could still make sure you're not letting full-blown terrorists into the country. You know? Absolutely. I, yeah. mean, I mean, you should be able to do that without making them sit on some list for however many years some of these people have to sit, you know, have to wait and stuff. I mean... Yeah, and how many people, like, how many, how many, like, I, I want to say businesses or people that need workers uh that that would you know 
they would have immediate, they would have better worker rights than they would have in most countries. That's why they want to come here, right? But So I'm not saying they just have to do the bullshit jobs, but like, let's say, okay, I'm going to hire labor, uh, you know, somebody who's who's coming over legally from another country because, you know, this is the pay structure and, you know, they're going to start at the bottom of the rung most likely and get, right. you know, I mean, they'll get paid for what they do if one of them wants to go handle a chainsaw and has a bunch of skills, they're going to get paid more, somebody who doesn't. But yeah. so, so they're looking for somebody, right? Would they like sign up? Like, would they like go, like how many people would just be waiting and help, like helpful to your vetting program by like, hey, they're going to be on this job. Like, we, <laughs> I mean, yeah. we're going to know if they're fucking crazy, most likely, right? right? I mean, so you know what I mean? Like yeah. there would be people lined up to to help and assist with people need work right now like they're like oh, dude yeah. we'll hire somebody who wants to work and i mean i don't think that that means that you should just like oh man like let's go crazy but I mean, student program yeah i mean <laughs> but for workers and dude we're com- we're such a complex species though dude i mean yeah. what do you want us to do just open everything up and change yeah. everything we've ever known i mean think about what america's doing for pushing the limits of civilization. Right. It's never been done before. Yeah. You know, I really, truly, really, I see that right. more and more. It's like, <clears throat> we are an experiment, the American experiment. Yeah. And, and it is most definitely that. And so it's like, at this point now, do you know, do you really want to give that up and say, okay, never mind, it lost. There's, there's people who don't want it. And it's like, or is it like, you know what? They have to understand that, that this is an experiment and it's going to take a lot more trial and error yeah. to get to the point where we'd, we'd all probably like to see it become, you know? But, uh, yeah, I don't even really know where I was really going with that. But I mean, Well, it's an experiment and there's and there's 50 little, uh, what are those little trays called, you know, that, like, that they cultivate... Uh, bacteria and stuff on you know what i'm talking about yeah i do i do Uh, 50 little test tubes 50 little yeah god dang it what are the what i know i know what you're talking about we used them in science class man i know yeah those little slide things there's like 50 of those right each one has its own little cultivating bacteria (laughs) yeah (laughs) lack of a better term yeah for lack of better words Okay, and that's the point. That is the American experiment. Federalism, you know that yeah. that literally is the American experiment, and it's it's an experiment with liberty as well, you know. But uh, <clears throat> when it comes to like gun laws and stuff, like we that's what we started off this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the last episode. Right. Yeah. Uh, You know, we got to have a border, and if we're going to have a union, you know, we got to have a union, you know. So what's the point of having this union if there's not unifying things? We've talked about this so many times, that a nation has to have something that unifies it, right? Something that holds it together as some sort of cultural glue, you know. And for this country, it should be liberty, and it should be the rights you know, set down, yeah, right in here. In the Constitution. The and look how small that rights. book is. Yeah, no, it's tiny. And and again, and, and, and if we feel like that that has become outdated to an extent that something needs to be added in, the special thing about it is 
It's got you a process. add it in. It's got a process. Yeah. You can add it in if, if something becomes so culturally and politically appropriate that it must go in. You can add it in. And this is what this conclusion drew back to. And this is why we wanted to start this episode with this. Because it does draw me back to that. Yeah. That maybe it is time, you know, I understand that people don't want to be these hardcore nationalists and, you know, my country's better than yours. And people have backed off from that a lot from right. what they used to be. And I, I think some of that's healthy. I really do. You know, yeah. and I'm proud of this country. Yeah. I am one that is, think about how far we've come. It's crazy to think. It really is. We are a complex species, humans, you know. It's really wild, yeah. right? But uh, what do you got? You're thinking of a meme or something? No, you made me think of a joke. Okay, you got a it. Daniel Tosh joke. You know, you know Daniel Tosh. Yeah, I do. I know. Of him. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh-huh. Man. <clears throat> oh man, got something in my throat. Let me take a drink real quick. Got the old Frogger. Yep. Anyway, he's got a he's got a joke where he's like, uh, you know, the whole world hates us, you know, because we're always shouting we're number one. You know, all the time, we're just shouting it in their face. We're number one. You know, it's like, maybe we should just shout, like, we're top ten. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, and the whole world will be like, that's fair. <laughs> like, they got a point. <laughs> they, got a, they got a good... <laughs> like, you can put them anywhere in that top ten. <laughs> yeah, that is good. That's good. That's funny, man. And it, But it is true, you know, and I, I do think that a little bit of that's healthy, but at the same time, it doesn't mean that we should just, like... I mean, to, to, to say that the, that the judicial system, that the judicial branch of the government should be expunged, or Congress for that matter. I mean, if, if there's a member of Congress, which there, which there has been a few, that have suggested that the court, that the judicial branch, because of this, should get, uh, should just be non-existent, basically. Oh, yeah, no. It's like, okay, hold on, wait a minute. Look at your branch. Of government and what's been going on, you know. There's a process into which you could put an amendment into the Constitution in which you have a large say-so in, in Congress, right? In that process, you know. And I think it is important to realize that this document is a small one, but my goodness, it's a mighty one. And, And say what you want about the history and the creation of it. Times were different all over the world. You could point to every single country and name its flaws, and they're there, and they're shameful all equally. But at the same time, it is absolutely necessary. It, it circles back to that. You know what I'm saying? Like, the right to bear arms, and I said something even in the last podcast, that I, I, like I said, I just pushed even my own mind, you know, right. more than anything. And it's like, it's like they lived in a time when guns were very appropriate. And it's like, well, you know, they still are. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah they did live in a time when guns and protection was still appropriate. But so do we. Yeah. You know, and, and, and always. And even, remember when the power grid went out? I mean, what if you lived in a family that really didn't have any food at all? I mean, could you shoot an Axis deer that was already struggling because of the cold weather? I mean... You know, it, it, it could be life or death, you know? I don't give a shit if it's a handgun or an AR. It's yeah. something that could... And, and, in that, and in that situation, then again, you know, we, and we've brought it up on this podcast before. They're like, oh, dude, it's the 21st century. You know, that Second Amendment thing was written, you know, when the Constitution was around 100 years ago. It's like, yeah, now they have nuclear weapons, yeah. biological warfare, chemical warfare, and... and, and we as families and 
communities aren't even allowed to have guns because of rules that we're going to give them, power that we're going to give them to moderate the same people who want to continue to build on to weapons programs and all... Like that doesn't make any sense, and 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 uh, we're getting. And if you want to say one more thing about this, this no. can bring me into my next point. I saw actually a comment. Uh, I'll bring our friend Levi that we had on a couple of episodes ago. There was a comment on his page that you made. He talks about like healthcare for all uh, should be in check. You know, better health health care uh, like uh, mental health programs and stuff. Right. And then you came in and said something along the lines of like. Yeah, and then so you think we should have an? I mean, uh, uh, basically a state, <laughs> a nanny state, basically from cradle to grave, a government that takes care of you, and you don't think that's like too much oversight, like that that's not going to be a bad thing. And then you know, looking at that from the outside looking in, I think this right here before that argument could even be had, before we could even sit down at the table and have that argument, we have to get rid of one thing corruption because yeah. it, under his principle under under the way the world is right now there's no way that we can have all of those things look right. there's no way like that all of it will they get robbed corrupted. They they're want, trying they want they want to send more money to the ukraine again <clears throat> oh did you hear yeah, we'll get You're into asking, this we'll oh, get yeah. into it oh, but yeah. but again yeah, so. but again and it's like and it's like dude look at our look at what's going on here man in our streets yeah you know, like, like you got to help people here, like, for real. You can't just keep doing that. You'll keep passing off more and more, and that's everywhere, not, you know, of everything. You know, like, they're just, you can't entrust them with more stuff. And that's something that when you have, like, I totally understand that viewpoint of life. Like, you're going to let all these people just be homeless. You know, we're going to have that type of society. And I agree, like, we do need to figure some of this shit out with some programs. Like, we're too... We're too good, too smart, and too rich socially as a nation to allow this to happen. You know, there's too many good people here to allow this to happen. I truly believe that. But under the form of government that we all find ourselves under right now, there is no way that we can entrust the government as the way it is right now uh, in them letting basically major corporations buddy up with every single politician so every lobbying group has some interest and no one has a say so no community yeah. has a say so in the way that it goes and and it, that that has to change and right. then we can have that debate right in which it's like well, yeah. you know that's the thing you know i think a lot of the same people who would make the argument that we need to have universal Healthcare and uh, <clears throat> education, you know, all these different programs pro- provided by the state are the same people who would say that, you know, that they, they can't stand like corporatism, you know. Uh, you made a good meme what, about corporatism the other day, didn't you? Didn't you say something? I about shared that? one. I shared oh, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. one with Lewis and Clark. Yeah, yeah, yes, that was a good yes, one. Yeah. That was a really good one. Man. <laughs> you know what? That's a powerful, yeah. powerful meme, dude. Like, it's funny, it's funny, and like, shit, like, roll your eyes type, but dude, that's a powerful meme, Yeah. For anyone who doesn't know, it's it's just, just real quick, it's a meme of uh, Lewis and Clark looking over this beautiful view of, of, you know, the American West, and uh, one of them says, like, you know, think of what we could do with this land, and then it shows them standing there, and it's a whole bunch of 
like think of every chain, yeah, Walgreens, gas McDonald's, station, Walmart, fast food Valeria. you can think of, you know, of this street view. And it's like, oh, it's that's so what sad. it's become. Anyway, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> anyway, you know, when it comes to these state programs, like, do these people not understand that they all that the state does is contract this kind of stuff out to the corporate? So, like. When you talk about the healthcare, anytime you talk about health, you talk about, uh, oh, I want the government to give me free healthcare. Big Pharma is just standing over there, rubbing their freaking hands, dude, like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, let's pass this and let's get this going. Oh, think about all the billions of dollars the Federal Reserve will print out of freaking thin air. And we're promised, sure we're contracted with the yeah, government. Like, that's we're the guaranteed. way this crap works. Anytime, anytime, even anything. construction, construction, yeah. road construction, the ro- my roads, Boone. Oh, who's gonna build no. my freaking roads? Okay. <laughs> oh damn, dude, for real, man. Yeah. No, but for real, that is the way yeah. it is, man. And it's, it's it corrupted. Even on that level, it's messed up, man. There's probably bad deals and shady deals, man. I mean. You know, to think that the government has some, like, higher authority than just, you know, they, they, they only do is if we make them up on our community levels. Like, we have to be the government, and we have to really participate, you know, on, on community levels. Right. Or else, you know, you can't, entra- it needs to be as right. limited, as absolutely limited by by a, a documentation and... and, and and, you know, a, a principle, some principles that keep it in check, man. It has to, or, boy. Yeah, I mean, th- this is also a conversation that I don't feel like I can let go by without bringing up culture. You know, like, especially when it comes to, like, the the homeless problem or the mental health problem. Those are two of the issues that you simply, you're not going to just throw money or government programs at. And solve overnight. So you could true. put, yeah. you could have the government build a mental health facility on every street corner in the United States. Yeah, and you would still have if if we didn't change anything else about our culture. If we all just kept watching the same TV and doing the same shit online and all that, you know, if we didn't change anything else, but we just built a bunch of mental health facilities everywhere, nothing would change. Yeah, nothing would change. Mental okay. mental this health facilities. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Mental mental health facilities don't uh, give don't necessarily give people um, a purpose in life. You know what I'm saying? That's what that's what people are after a purpose. You know, purpose like something that that defines them and like that right. makes them feel like you know this is worth doing. This is worth living. You know, we're doing something here that. Whatever, and it's probably different for everybody, truly. But when people lose that, you're so right. I mean, you can you can throw even a private corporation. Yeah, a private corporation can throw shit at it. Throw yeah. all the shit at it you want. You know, it's not going to. You know, it's just not gonna. At this point, it is such a social problem and needs to be dealt with in communities and outreach programs and. uh you know, like if there's a, a, um, an area, it's a small town or something or a small part of a city or something, like 
and you're a dad or, you know, for us, we're both dads, so we bring it from this perspective. But you could be anything. Name it, right. right? Okay, we live in America. Name it, dude. You know? But you have, like, small groups maybe you could lead and put together. Like, get, like, groups together where it's not not, not, not based in any type of religion. Just get together and talk about life and, like, share stories and stuff. Like, no, you know, no ties to it, you know? And uh, I think things like that, that type of association... It's, it's just real healthy. Maybe you talk about things you could do in your life. You know, you learn. We learn from each other, man, as yeah. people. And uh, yeah, I just th- these problems are not gonna. They weren't created overnight. They're not gonna be solved overnight. And there, there's a lot of people who are gonna fall through the cracks. You know, because they're just. We're, this is a bad issue. This is an issue that we've let go as a society for so long. You know, another one that bothers the shit out of me, and it's not a human element like homelessness is, but it is uh, uh, littering. Because pollution's already bad enough, right? Like all the pollution we do to have the things that we want and that we need as a society now, right? Like it causes pollution as is. But it's like, then you take all that shit that you've made and that you've consumed already, and then you just fucking throw it on the ground. The trash, you know what I mean? It's like, yep. like culturally and socially, that is a bad problem. And I know it doesn't seem like that, but that 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 highlights real decay of morale. And like, you're gonna trash the planet that we live on, yeah. the water that we drink. You know, yep. it's like it, that. That's that's a real cultural decaying problem that like we've got to like address somehow. You know, and again. Community programs are the best way to do it and, and spreading the word, you know. Uh, I think maybe uh, Hollywood needs to make... No, I'm just kidding. Needs to make more movies about it. No, I'm just kidding. So basically it, you know. I mean, that's it. But, you know, it's... Uh, these, these things, you know, should be on the forefront of our minds and not, not out sending money elsewhere and doing that and that's why I wanted to kind of segue into this because that little clip of what y'all were talking about right there you know it's such an interesting debate and I think we would all love to have that debate but again with the level of corruption that exists in this world we can't even have that debate anymore like that's how bad it's it's gotten out of control like 20 years ago we would have felt like we could have had this debate and trusted it to some extent and maybe we were just naive and wrong we probably were. But nowadays, like, we all know, like, there's no way right now, like, we we are watching, we are watching a train that has derailed, you know, in the United States government right now. Whether you want to admit that or not, or whether it's, uh, it's not, we live in a very interesting time in this country, you know, yep. there, no doubt about that, so... Okay, now is there something else we were just okay? Yeah, so we were oh. talking about you wanted to talk about the Ukraine. I'll let you have this one. Oh know. yeah, no. Uh, well, you mentioned uh, you know, Zelensky always asking us for money. You know, I say us, the United States. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, they either yesterday or the day before he. Uh, Came out and asked for, I believe, seven hundred and fifty billion and, and fifty billion. Yep, seven hundred and fifty billion to rebuild 
Ukrainian infrastructure and stuff like that. Uh, <clears throat> which is an interesting request, seeing as how the war's not I, over yet. I actually think it was $752 <laughs> billion, but yeah. what's $2 billion? What's $2 billion? Let's go to seven fifty. Yeah, for real. I mean, why not eight? Why not just do the full eight? By the way, with that extra two billion, that's just nothing. <clears throat> send it to my house. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no. No. no, for real. You know, I mean, first of all, why on earth would we invest seven hundred fifty billion dollars into Ukrainian infrastructure? When there's still missiles flying, okay, let's just get that out of Yeah, that was one thing that I didn't understand at all. Yeah, I mean, okay, we, you guys know there's still a war going on, right? Like, we, we, I mean, but I mean, it is weird, I was watching, uh, all the construction crews are like, oh yeah, they're rolling (laughs) (laughs) Oh God, is this, how do these circles, you know, come back around? (laughs) Shit. You know, but, uh. In the Lugansk, I, I try to pronounce that correctly, Lugansk, Lugansk Republic. I think that's the that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, better than I can do for sure. Uh, pretty much, Russia has taken full control of that region of the of the. You know, there's the Lugansk and the, the Duhansk or or something. The Donbass, the Donbass the region, Donbass region, right? And. Uh, They've pretty much taken over the the Lugansk, and they're they're moving on now to the Donbass. They'll probably have the Donbass secure pretty soon. You know, I mean, Russia has pretty much taken the eastern half of Ukraine. You know, and there's a, there's really nothing. To, you know, I I saw this thing Zelensky was saying that like they have taken Lugansk. You know, and, and that's exactly where we want them. We're now in a better position than we've been since the war began, or something. It's like, what, dude? Like, yeah. Well, I mean, I think, know, I think, I, mean, I think, in some ways, he truly is a puppet oh, to the a, West. So, a, I mean, that's exactly. So he's just saying what they're well, telling. More him to like say. the West is a puppet to him. Yeah. I mean, really, we say he's a puppet to the West. Who's the one getting fucking billions of dollars? Well, because, so, I mean, but, but because they're all interested, they're all in that same club. So he. Okay, so he's not a puppet to the West, but to that major interest, like yeah. the 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 you know NATO powers that be. You know he he really is. You know he's gonna say whatever they want. He's just a part of them, right? He's just a part of. Them. He's banking from it too. I'm sure. He I'm is sure a puppet he... government. He is a puppet president. Yeah, you know yes, that pretty yes. much was installed. You know by yeah. the by the. United but he has States. a lot of power right but, uh, now. He has a lot of pull right now. Right. A lot of power to get money funneled into his administration, whatever that means. And we all say, I don't know anything about him. He could be a brave fucking guy or not. I don't know anything about him. You know, I'm just sitting here, and I was actually oh, laughing a minute ago because could you imagine if we were listening to a Russian podcast <laughs> and they were talking about something going on in Texas? <laughs> and they were like, what is this place? Medine. 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 You know, we're like fucking... They're like, we must have butchered that. And we're Assholes. like, oh, yeah, you fucking butchered it for sure. And we sit here and just butcher it. We, we could have a laugh and a beer over that for sure. Right. You know? But, uh, yeah, dude. It's so funny, man, to think about. Damn, it got me off guard for a minute. But, yeah, no, it doesn't make a lot of sense to keep, to keep messing in that region. You know, it doesn't make a lot of sense to ever do any of that. 
it reminds me a lot of Iraq of 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 building and bombing and building and bombing and building and bombing and all the lives that were affected along the way, dude. It's just yeah. you know, it's really hard. It, you know, it gets harder and harder for me to talk about that. And the other thing, too, by the way, that we covered a little bit last time. I'll, I'll get into that later, but you know, man, that that's just it. it needs to. I don't know. I mean, why look, man? If we're so like, if war's not the answer and Putin's bad for like, why keep funding this side of the war? Like, fuck, man. Like, put down your arms and say, dude, stop. You know, I I, I feel in my heart that the Russian people and even Putin and them, if they were to do that and say. We're not bowing down to you, you know what I'm saying? But, like, we don't want this war to happen. We just want to be a nation and to have a say-so. And, you know, if that was really their prerogative, I don't think we'd be having this problem. Yeah. You know, I think we have this problem because there was was treaties made that said, like, hey, we're not going to go past this point. And they keep... Other interests from other places, other powerful interests keep pushing their ways onto a country that doesn't want to be like that. They want to have the control of their, they want their country to be the way they are, whether you agree with that or not, you know, and, and, uh, like, this is the way I see this. So, so why now would you continue to go over there? Why would we do that? Like, we're just proving him right. Like, we're proving Russia right that we, that they don't want to be an independent Ukraine Oh, they're independent, but we're giving them trillions of dollars. Right, they're in the, that's independent. Yeah, Dude, no, this you, is not truly a war versus a war between Russia and Ukraine. You know, this is a war. This is a proxy war between NATO and, and Russia. Make no mistake about it. Because if this war was strictly between Russia and Ukraine, it would have been over in weeks, maybe maybe a month or two. Okay, what are we now? Like four or five months into this into it now. Right, four months, right? Yeah, yeah. February. Uh, you know, the, the only reason it has gone on for as long as it has is because Ukraine has been supported by Western arms, for sure, you know. Um, and, and Russia knows that. Putin knows that. You know, we're playing a very dangerous game with that, you know. I mean, especially now that they're talking about bringing in uh, Finland and, and, and uh, Sweden, right? Is yeah. it Finland and Sweden they're talking about yeah. bringing into NATO? Yeah, well, I mean, the president of the United States said Switzerland, but it's definitely Sweden. Yeah. He did over in oh, the Oh, really? Did yeah, he gaff and yes. say Switzerland? Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, I mean, no, Switzerland's point, still going to be neutral. Look, a gaff is like, oh, Boone hit the bong too many times and switched up, you know? Like, when you make mistakes every single time... You go to a podium, it's no longer a gap. Like, you are definitely have some type of, like, like you hit the bong too many times or you're just at a point in your life where you're, you're, you're a little, you know, you're past your prime. Yeah. You know, it's it's just, it's insane. But, yeah, no, yes, it is Sweden. It's definitely yes, Sweden. Yeah, Finland and Sweden, you know, I mean, people should take note about that. When I heard about that, I mean, that just, that made, that gave me pause, man. I mean... You're talking about two countries that have been neutral since Napoleon marched through Europe. Yeah, you no, know, no, for real. That's a big that that's a big deal. Well, dude, yeah. I mean, yeah. 
And to, to, I mean, also it tell it, it gives you a uh, it gives us an, a little bit of a scary glimpse into the future as well because I'd like to you know I mean I would say that if if the leaders of Finland and Sweden are now willing to give up their neutrality that they've had for almost two hundred years now, they probably see something coming. I'd say yeah. they see dark clouds on the horizon. You know, yeah, no, 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 nothing is accidental in that world. In that world, the world we're talking about, like for us in our lives, we go to work and shit happens and we're like, live and let live, dude, you know, peace of the world. Most people in countries around the world. But in this geopolitical climate, in this geopolitical world, you're exactly right. They don't, nothing is accidental in that way, right? Like, like they're all, it's all chess pieces. Like the guy was saying at the conference. Hey, I kept up. I've been actually emailing our friends, and I need to tell them about our podcast more. Yeah. But I've been emailing our friends from Austin that we had met that sat at our table. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, like uh, they emailed, like reached out to me and was like, "Hey, Boone, how you doing? You know, remember, remember us? You know, we sat next to you, and of course I did. I was like, yeah, yeah you know, I do. And uh, we talked a little bit, like showed him my song and stuff. They were like, oh, that's that definitely sounds country. And I was like, you know, well, it's like country but it has like some folk rock influence not like some country people would definitely not allow me to just call that all country yeah. you know what i mean and that's fair right. you know what i mean I, I think there's some infused stuff in there but uh we talked about that and we talked about the ron paul institute conference and we talked about their two favorite speeches what because i asked them i said what y'all think about the conference what y'all take from it and they said yeah we really like the whole thing and like, we're both kind of antisocial, so it's like really out of our comfort zone to be there. And I was like, yeah, I kind of am too. But And uh, they were like, but uh, it was cool to be there. And, and uh, you know, it was definitely like got to shake Dr. Paul's hand and stuff. It was very nice and yeah. kind of surreal. And they were like, but the two speeches we liked were um, uh, Guy with the Glass with the Tom Top Gun. Uh, oh, no, no, Scott Ritter. Scott, Scott Ritter, Ritter and Tom Leopold because yep. the guy who flipped the game pieces yeah. flipped the chess pieces. So I said all that bullshit right there just to say this. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> okay? I went on that huge freaking <clears throat> journey around the human language, the English language right there to say this next is that's exactly the way they look at it. Like it's a game. Yeah. Like that's a perfect analogy. It really is like the risk. You know, these, they, are, these are two pieces that haven't been moved yeah, in 200 yeah, years. Yeah, no, you know? and they're seeing it for a reason. That's like yeah. happening. There's, there's yeah. definitely a reason behind that, whether or not it ever comes to anything. You know, one could say, was did Biden... I don't know what Switzerland's stance on all this is, if they are still neutral, but one could say that Biden was thinking of Switzerland, like making a suggestion of like, bump, bump, but that would be out of his league, I believe, like... No way, he's with it that much. I mean, and I also don't see Switzerland doing that. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. All those people with Swiss bank accounts would be like, "Shit." <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now, man. My stance on this thing right now, man, is I, I, I don't think that we live in an age where, you know, war needs to be the thing that's deciding people's lives right now. I mean, really, man. I think people need to. I wish I wish more people would ask themselves: Are these battles worth it? You know, if indeed your job is to protect your country and to protect your people, you know, are other young men in other countries who you need to be fighting? Are those the ones who you need to turn your anger and your frustration towards, 
or is it these, you know, or, and I'm not saying to pick up any types of arms or anything like that. I'm just saying like, like to put your energy into creating things that are like, uh, beneficial, um, you know, that kind of oppose that, that oppose, that oppose, uh, the, the real people who, the real perpetrators of, of, you know, a lot of this bullshit are that we talk about, you know, around the world. Like, it's, it needs to be stopped, you know? It just needs to be stopped, man. And, and, uh, I, I wish that it wouldn't happen, man. I really do. I, there's, think about the problems in the world, you know? I mean, really, I mean, at some point, man, we do have to, you know, there's a lot of people who, still starve in this world who are homeless in this country there's a lot of problems we could be figuring out like why is our energy towards towards fighting with fucking other people you know i I just i I don't know man i'm just not a big believer in it i understand that frustration happens and people get irritated over like conflicts happen regionally and i do believe that but situations like this and like iraq afghanistan Vietnam, that's something different. That that's when there's a regional conflict, and a and bigger entities come into it, and make it worse than it had to be originally. Do you agree with right. that kind of? Yeah. No. No, I would agree with that. You know, I, I think that. Uh, unfortunately, I think a lot of the things that people like to think will bring it into war for humanity will actually indefinitely, you know, just perpetuate war. I mean, Robert Taft was one of the senators, one of the only United States senators who voted against the formation of NATO in 1949, right? I I don't know if, I I don't know if it was against the formation of NATO or against the United States joining NATO. It was one of those two. But uh, I think it was for the formation. But anyway, in his speech that he gave explaining why he didn't vote for NATO, he said that these huge global military alliances, though we might be well-intentioned with them, will only make the world less safe. And they will only cause more conflict. You know, a lot of people like to think that as we move into the 21st century, every, you know, the world's getting so small and everything's so globalized that you know, war's just not practical anymore. You know, it, it, it just wouldn't, it wouldn't work. You know, it can't. A lot of people pretty much will, will believe that, like, we can't see a war like World War II again. You know, it can't, or, or if we do, then it has to inevitably end in nuclear annihilation for everyone. You know, I don't necessarily think that's the case. I think that, uh, there could be an in between there where there there's can a lot still, yeah, of ugly annihilation, but right. it's not, you know. You know, I think that there's there can still be uh, conventional conflicts in our future, especially if uh, NATO and the United States continue to expand and push this idea of just this global. Look, we're on the precipice of it, right? You know, now. I mean, not only not only can it happen, it's happening. You know what I mean? It's it's already like we said, like these pieces are all being moved, and it's happening. You know, it's a definitely a proxy war. You right. know, and uh, what they call a proxy war, right? Where two nations are basically fighting through other nations. What we were talking about, what I said, and so 
you know, it's already it's already there. Like, there's no reason to think that it can't happen. You know, like yeah. it definitely. And, and again, you know, what do you do to pump those brakes? And I think one of the things is is you stop <clears throat> sending so much money to that region, and you, that's not going to happen. So that's I un- I, I understand that that what I want to happen is not going to happen. And uh, what I want to, what I wish that I could see the world as, you know, and, it, and that might be a disaster if that happened anyways. Who knows? Like I said, but, you know, man, it just sucks. It just sucks. It sucks we live in a country where, again, focusing on home right here, like that should be the first and foremost of what's going on right now. And there's so many issues and people are so worked up here. We just, you know, got through with, the, oh, we got through, but, you know, got through with the government lockdowns and all this crazy stuff that went on in two, over two years. And now all of a sudden, you know, gas prices and just the cost of living is really starting to, uh, what they call inflation, you know, inflation. starting to really rear its head, you know. And here we are, you know. Uh, you know, they're going to send that money to Ukraine for sure. You know, right. I mean, I'd be very surprised if they didn't get some... At least some of that, right? And uh, it's just crazy, man. I mean, I'll let you have it from here. Again, I'll stop interrupting you and getting into it. Just get so damn just like, damn, dude. No, this is definitely one of my biggest, you know, one one of my biggest, uh, one of my biggest griefs, you know, pretty much with, with uh, with the leadership of our country is how we try and police the world and, you know, and and fight everyone's battles and stuff. This whole idea of trying to fight a proxy war with Russia and like bleed Russia through Ukraine, you know, try and make it to where they, they can't be a formidable fighting force. If we just, if we just, you know, just give Ukraine just enough arms not to win the war. Let's, you know, let's be clear. We don't want Ukraine to win. You know, if we gave Ukraine enough arms that they won the war next week, that wouldn't be good for Raytheon. You know, yeah. that wouldn't be good for Lockheed Martin, right? Yeah. You know, that would no, that wouldn't be good for the military industrial complex. That's not what they want. They want this war to continue. They want to bleed Russia. That's the that's the idea here, folks. Don't don't get a you know our policy with Ukraine right now is that we are going to fight Russia to the last Ukrainian. And we're just using the Russian people like a chess piece. The Ukrainian like, people, yeah. I'm sorry, yes. Yeah, we're, using the, we're, we're going to use the uh, Ukrainian people like pieces on a chessboard to fight Russia. And regardless of what you think about uh, why or how Putin invaded Ukraine, you got to admit that's pretty screwed up What the, of what United States and NATO is doing there, you know. I totally, I, mean, I totally do. Yeah, I think it is. And, and he, continuing to do it. You know, it's like, how long are you going to, I mean... Right. You know? you know, I mean, I think everyone's main goal here should be peace. And if that means some concessions to Russia, then so be it. You know, maybe the map is going to change. Let's not act like that's just the end of the freaking world. Believe it or not, throughout human history, the map has done nothing but change. And so, yeah, you know, the map around Ukraine and Russia... Is probably going to change in the near future, and uh, you know, I mean, if the if the map has to change in order to avoid the potential of World War Three, then so be it. You know, you know, but, I well, I agree. I I do agree, and and you know, again, you know, I I don't know, I don't live over there, so I don't know what's really going on, and and that's my suggestion as an American, like. 
from from my government and for our government as Americans. You know, like, don't you think maybe a better strategy if if we really care about the Ukrainians, don't you think a better strategy as like a friend is to say, listen, we were we were we have this globe, and we were looking at this globe, and you guys are right next to Russia. You know, like you guys are right next to them. Geographically, I'm sure y'all have a lot of resources in common that y'all need to trade with each other. Like, your best bet is like trading with other people in the world, and, like, like keeping your sovereignty and making good decisions, but also definitely dealing with your neighbors and and yeah. and dealing, you know, and finding a good relationship with your neighbors there in Russia and and in that part of the world. Like, that would be beneficial advice for them, no matter what they think, because just. Again, geographically where you are, there's like a certain like underlying factor that you just can't deny. Like right. you are a smaller country next to a very large country who at one time you were a member of. Right. That that It would know, be like if Texas seceded from the United yeah, States I mean, and we were just like we're not gonna deal with the United or, States. Or or broke all. up. Or they broke right. up and Texas yeah. just became its own thing because of the financial right. breakup. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, no, no, be, I mean, yeah, put it, put it in ridiculous. that perspective. The, the best thing to do, even for Texas in that way, is to deal, is to treat your neighbors in, in the other states and places with respect and and to deal with them, you know? And that's what they always call Dr. Paul an isolationist. He's like, that's not what he's saying. No. He's saying that you should be kind to the people around you and deal with them and they will take you more seriously and they'll know how important you are as a nation state to people and that peace in your country is important and they'll respect you, you know, just like you're respecting them. And if they don't, then there will be conflict and it will happen from time to time. We're humans. Right. We are definitely imperfect. But, you know, could we minimize the stupid shit, please? You know, and a lot of it, unfortunately, comes out of the head of our government. And has you know for the past, you know so long. Um, I did. I didn't want to end on this, but I wanted to oh, go yeah. here, okay? Because right. very, very seldom We're going there. do we get a check in from somebody who has really helped this podcast tremendously, and he's kind of like just a shadow behind the curtain. He doesn't. He has set up like ways for me to set this up to be able to put it up and to. Put, like he's done a lot of legwork in this podcast yeah. and helped me a lot, right? And um, I'm not even gonna say his name. I'm gonna call him the man over there. You know? No, I'm just kidding. But really, uh, he sent me this, and he usually doesn't send me things unless something's on his mind. You know, something's got him in his mind enough where he's like, I'm, I'm paying attention to this for some reason, and I feel that energy. Yeah. And I thought that we needed to hear, you know, we're bullshitters, Levi. We are two bullshitters here in the shack out back. And we need to hear from some credible people about what really, like, some of these big events that we talk about, like, why did we go into Iraq and Afghanistan, you know, 9-11. We need credible information about why we did, okay? And so we're going to hear it right now from CNN. Oh, okay, right here, live on the spot, <laughs> 2001, September 11th. We're going to take you to CNN, uh, just spewing the truth here. Absolutely spewing the truth. 
outside the Pentagon, CNN's military affairs correspondent, Jamie McIntyre. And Jamie, you got very close to where that plane went down. That's right, Judy. A short, uh, a while ago, I walked right up to next to the building where uh, firefighters were still trying to put out the blaze. The, the fire, by the way, is still burning in some parts of the Pentagon. And I took a look at the huge gaping hole that's in this sideway, but from my close-up inspection, uh, there's no evidence of a plane having crashed anywhere near the Pentagon. The only site uh, is the actual uh, side of the building that's crashed in, and as I said, the only pieces left uh, that you can see are, are small enough that you could pick up in your hand. Uh, there are no large uh, tail sections, wing sections, uh, a fuselage, nothing like that anywhere around. So that basically came uh, straight from CNN, and we just really want to thank them for that because we just, you know, if you want to come out and you want to say, like, 9-11 was a conspiracy or something that they said happened, uh, you know, the certain way it did didn't actually happen that way, even if you physically saw it, you know, and, like, question it, uh, it's right there for you. They spilled it all out right there for you that don't question it or you're a conspiracy theorist. Not them, but you. Yeah. Okay? And they, CNN, you know, at one time, Levi, actually had a reporter there objectively looking at something. Doing journalism? You know, saying something that was so <laughs> relevant to our society. Like, I can tell you that video right there from CNN actually did something for our society. And does that not show... From that video right there, like even though his producers, we're going to look up what happened to that guy. I wonder. Bet you he doesn't have a job at CNN anymore. Yeah. You know? But, uh, you know, boy, the, these mainstream news stations have had a fall from grace, number one. And, uh, you know, you know, it's like the BBC reporting that the Solomon's building, building number seven, has fallen and it's still in the skyline behind where she is supposedly at, you know? And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just glad they're here to let us know how it is, you know? And that way, when we come out and question it, they can blame us for being completely wacko. Which, shit, depending on the day, I guess sometimes I could be. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Don't we all have our days? Absolutely. Yeah, well, is there anything else you want to say, Levi, man? Anything? No, you know, know, I mean, what you just said, you know, how the... Media companies will say one thing one day, and then you know one day they'll say, "Oh, this is just conspiracy, uh, conspiracy theory and stuff." You know, we kind of saw the same kind of thing through COVID. You know, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, uh, throughout COVID, so many of the things that you know, one day, you know, one month, it's like, "Oh, if you say this, you're just a conspiracy theorist," you know, and then it's like four or five months later. All the mainstream media outlets are reporting this thing that five months ago, all the fucking, all your crazy conspiracy theory, you know, nut job friends were talking about. You know, I mean, we're seeing that kind of thing, you know, nowadays. I mean, I don't know exactly where I was going with that, but I mean, that's that's just the way, you know. It's crazy. But that that just shows that that kind of thing has been going on for a long time, man. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and big shout out to the uh, the Cousin Nancy show. Uh, I personally went on the Cousin Nancy show, uh, but maybe someday uh, Cousin Nancy will have us both on and uh, we'll be able to tell some jokes. What Nancy likes to do 
uh, is make people laugh and like tell jokes and stuff. And uh, it was really cool being on her podcast, man. That was cool. So big shout out to her. I'm a huge fan of her, man. She's a, a super original person and, and uh, has seen a lot of life and, and uh, definitely has a lot of stories, funny stories to tell, you know, dude. Yeah. She told me a story about a friend of hers, like a true story about a friend of hers that like went up to New York. I won't get too into it, but went up to New York City and he's like 6'3", but he's like a real kind, like soft guy, like real beanpole guy. And uh, he actually only had like $8 in his pocket. He was going to go like try to live his dream. But he got jumped by a midget and got his ass kicked real bad by a midget. <laughs> okay, so I guess I'll just go ahead and finish this a little bit, okay? So so he gets his ass kicked by a midget and the midget stole his eight bucks dude, that he had. He was like, like broken, you know? Like he was like broken. So he goes into a store and uh like like looking for some assistance like the guy was like what's wrong and he shows him like you know i got jumped by this by this guy down the block here this he was a midget you know and the guy's like does he you know i guess identified him and said is this him he's like i know him and they went and found this guy down the block and said the guy kicked the shit out of the midget got his eight bucks back gave it to him and called the cops the cop showed up and said, this guy is wanted for murder, dude. Holy cow. <laughs> Kidding, you know? It's a crazy story, dude. <laughs> really, actually, but we tell we tell shit like that. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with that. You know? <laughs> but that's, she says that's a true story for real, man. It's like, that's crazy stuff, dude. But, yeah. Other than that, man, yeah, just... Uh, Keep on keeping on, man. We're uh we're rocking and rolling here in Texas, man. Riding out the heat, and uh in a month and a half, a month and like ten days, yeah. we're gonna go up to Wheeler Peak, and we're pumped and uh, you know, just ready to talk about that a little bit. And as we get closer, we'll definitely do that. Peace out. We want to say thank you so much for listening to our podcast, The Independent Thinking Texans. A lot of times, you know, we may not necessarily know what we're saying or doing, but who really does in this world? It's a busy, busy place. Thank you so much for taking the time, though. We do appreciate it. Keep thinking for yourself, always and forever. Have a great day.